Hi guys, welcome back to After Credits episode number 76. Woo! Oh, woo, 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 woo. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, our uh, last and final episode of the spooky season. That went so fast. Yeah, it did. It, I mean, we skipped, we kind of cheated or didn't do one the first week. It had monsters in it, yeah. but like the vibe. Just, but like October went fast. Yeah, that too. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, until next year, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Um. So, but today, I think we've been talking about doing this movie for months now, and today is finally the day we are going to be discussing Carly's second favorite movie of all time, apparently, as of the last week, uh, Interview with the Vampire from 1994, um, directed by Neil Jordan. Who I saw his movie from like two years ago, Greta, which was like decent, but like other than that, like I hadn't um, I've never heard of this man before, and he made yeah, a very um, I don't I don't even know what this what to call this movie a very like, I it's not popular like I don't know I don't know where I mean, it's going it, I wouldn't say it's not popular like it won awards. Mm-hmm. But it's disappeared since then. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just been not talked about, I feel like. Right. Um, yeah. This movie stars Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Kirsten Dunst, who I did not realize. I was like, oh. Because when their credits started rolling, I was, like, expecting her to look like um, Mary Jane. Yeah. <laughs> like, what you what you would expect Kristen. Yeah. yeah. What she looks like to us, usually, and not as a child. Right. Yeah. And I just didn't process that uh, she's supposed to play a high school student, like, a decade after this film was made. I don't know, caught me off guard. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, it also stars Antonio Banderas and Christian Slater. Um, yeah. So, Carly, do you want to hit us up with that synopsis and then jump into Hell why yeah. you have watched this five times within the past two weeks? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Born as an 18th century lord, Louis is now a bicentennial vampire, telling his story to an eager biographer. Suicidal after the death of his family, he meets Lestat, a vampire who persuades him to choose immortality over death and become his companion. Eventually, gentle Louis resolves to leave his violent maker, but Lestat guilts him into staying by turning a young girl, whose addition to the family breeds even more conflict. Ugh. <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, you know what that moment when you, um, your maker breeds a child and it's terrifying and evil. I don't know. <laughs> it makes you your gay lover. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I'm i almost worried that I'm, that's all I'm going to be able to say just because I've watched it so much and, like, overanalyzed it at this point. Um, but Did you... How far in the book good. did you get over this past weekend? I am a fourth of the way through it. So it's interesting, um, mostly because there's, like, I'm so I'm, I'm not, like, totally the way through it, obviously. Um, I haven't even gotten to Claudia, like, period. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but I'm a fourth of the way through the book already. Like, it's a pretty decent-sized book. Um, and 
it's interesting because there's like some small differences and stuff but one thing I thought was really interesting that I didn't notice until like two times ago watching it's so like my third time watching this movie <laughs> was that Anne Rice wrote the screenplay for this which is the same person who wrote the novel yeah. and so everything that is like in this is technically canon as well because it's like she wrote it so it's like anything that would shift your opinion of the character is like intentional which I, pre- I actually like that more because um, it I feel like usually when I'm watching movie adaptions of a book sometimes like the screenwriter or like the director's just doesn't want to include interpretation yeah Yeah, which obviously happens with this quite a bit um which we can get into but like the um it's nice that Anne Rice wrote it because I feel like this movie is then a little bit more loyal to the book and so far it, it is the only things that's like really different is just like some small things like instead of Louis losing his wife and his daughter it's his mother and his sister Oh, okay. Which is super small. And there's a lot more, there's a lot more backstory. So, like, Lestat, um, the, like, biggest reason he targets Louis is, like, wanting to be his companion. Um, which you find out in the later books is because he looks like his past lover. Um, and, like, reminds him of him. But is because of the money that Louis has. Because, and I think this puts it into perspective a little bit more, like, Lestat's age. Um, Lestat's father is still alive and he's blind and so he can't physically see that Lestat is like looks the same age that he did when he was 24 but um, he so he doesn't like comprehend that he's a vampire at all so he just but Lestat has to take care of him and so he his father's dying he's like 80 years old and he needs like money and a place to put him and so by when he notices Louis and finds out basically that Louis doesn't want to live anymore he's basically getting like a companion out of it but also like a way to provide for what's remaining of his father but that also means that he hasn't been a vampire for that long like at all which i feel like they don't really touch on in this movie at Mm -hmm. all um which makes sense but um it definitely makes you understand why lestat has the like disdain for humans that he does still because he's still like very hurt and traumatized from people in his human life that he just doesn't like give a shit about it anymore Mm -hmm. did they get in which is like the opposite do they get more into um lestat's maker in the books um they do so this is like a huge like a very long series oh is Um, it only the yeah the first book is this movie the second book is the entire story but from Lestat's perspective which is why he shows up at the end of the movie um and so part of it is you're supposed to kind of be like who's more trustworthy of a of a person telling the story like Louis or Lestat like how much of it is them embellishing trying to make themselves look good because you would I mean I feel like there's no way to watch this movie and not like love Louis over all the other characters because he's like the moral one but part of it is like how much of that is actually him or you know so it's like a like a untrustworthy narrator kind of a thing um and then the books after that mostly focus on like building the universe and then the narrator and Armand are in most of the other books as well as um Lestat comes back in some of the later ones Mm -hmm. um because they just released, so the the vampire Lestat is the one that's like from his perspective, but Anne Rice just released one um, not that long ago that's called like Interview with the Vampire Claudia's story. So that's supposed to be from her perspective, mm-hmm. 
I guess, and I don't really know that much. They're very, there's a lot of them, and they, do, they don't all focus on Louis and Lestat's story like this one does, just the first two mostly, but I guess as they go along based on the vampire Lestat and like some of the later books you learn about like his maker and who like these older vampires are kind of a thing so that information all does come out but it, it, it being part of this first one you're not supposed to know and he doesn't really know either he just kind of because part of Lestat's story you find out is like he ran to away to Paris with his lover Nikolai to like be together and while there they arrive and this vampire turns him involuntarily so he has to like basically forfeit his entire life to like save his lover and his family so he like is forced to abandon everything and I guess he has a really shitty childhood and like awful parents and stuff so his like understanding of people is not great and that's kind of the reason why he's so like doesn't give a shit about morals kind of a thing sure which I think makes him, it makes it a better character knowing all of that, I think. Mm-hmm, rather than um, just a scary man. Yeah, but, which is part of the reason I like it so much more, like, as I learned these things and, you know, I was like, oh, shit, that's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And, I don't know, Tom Cruise does such a good job. Of, like, he, he sinks into this character. It's so weird because he seems like he should not be this guy. Right, like, <laughs> like he's, like, weirdly committed to the role you know (laughs) yeah yeah and he kicks ass it's insane like um one thing that i um think he's like particularly good at is every time he like takes a bite of someone and then comes up he's he's really good at like positioning his mouth so you see just enough of his like bloody teeth but like not where he's like baring his teeth you know Mm -hmm. like it's it looks subtle and like um like not like he's trying too hard kind of a thing natural more but like yeah, but, like, obviously he's trying to. Like, that's got to be written in the script, so I thought that was fun. It hap- like, from watching it five times, you notice every single time he does the same thing. <laughs> so Maybe that's just how that his na- cool. mouth naturally opens. It's just... It's just... <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Did you have a hard time seeing Brad Pitt as this character? Uh, no, he disappeared. Oh, like... So, That's what I told you. Yeah. No, like, I, um... It, it was, like, near the end of the movie where I just, like, it dawned upon me that, like, it's just, like, this, like, that's not Brad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it took me that long to really get it. No, I, I got that, too. But, like, I, I was just, I, like, I gee, like, he's really good. Huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. Like, the... There's a scene, without getting into spoilers, there's a scene where he, I, it's kind of funny because he keeps talking about how he, he, they don't cry a lot, but it's like every other scene he's crying. Mm-hmm. Like he feels <laughs> um, sad the entire movie. Yeah, but there's like at least three times where he has a tear rolling down his cheek. Mm-hmm. And there's a line where he says like only once or twice in their eternity can vampires like cry. Yeah. And so, yeah. but, but they also mention how he, he, um like feels so much and like being a vampire has like amplified that um and in the very small bit of the book that i've read it's a large part of it is um him talking about like the tragedies that happened to him like right before this Mm -hmm. um that make him so depressed and it's like his brother dies and then his mom dies like it's all this like really horrible stuff and he feels like responsible for his brother's death and it's like all this really traumatic stuff 
that I can understand why it's just one <laughs> death after the other, you know, probably would make him cry and feel pretty sad. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting. I don't know. I'm interested to read the rest of the book. It's um, crazy how far I am I am and I haven't hit anything. Even. Yeah. Yeah. Like the house just burned down. That's where I am. It's like nothing. And it's like a fourth of the yeah. way through. How many books are there? 14. Oh, my God. Yeah, I told you there's a lot. It's Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Lestat, The Queen of the Damned, The Tale of the Bloody Body Thief, um, Memnoch the Devil, The Vampire Armand, Merrick, and then there's a bunch more. But those are the first. Um, or you can order just the whole thing. <laughs> Is that what you're going to end up doing? No, I have the first two books I ordered already. Mm, so I just want to make sense for you to... Yeah, although they do look cool, you know, mm-hmm. but also I don't know how much of it I'm going to read. Right. That's a, yeah, I like it seems so like a far, good commitment. but I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to commit to 14 books off the, off right away, but we'll see. Are you going to go as Claudia for Halloween? Uh, no. Mm. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, yeah, I think it's, apparently it's more clear in the book that I mean, I, we're kind of jumping around now, but it, it's it's sort of wishy-washy in the movie, like, what their relationship is. Whose? Um, Louis and Claudia's. Hmm. Um, and it was so funny, because I was watching with this, with this with Ellie, and, you know, Ellie's very, like, science-minded. Yeah. And Elle, Elle was like, there's no way, like, if she stopped aging, like, her brain wouldn't have room to grow. She couldn't be, like... 30 years old in her brain because her brain would have to like become bigger and there wouldn't be room for it. I was like, Ellie, you're not Shut thinking. Shut up. <laughs> I was like, you're thinking too much about it. <laughs> I was I, like, you're not thinking about it. You're thinking wrong. <laughs> I was thinking more in the sense that um, do you think that the relationship is just so much of like a father-daughter thing that even though like they're not related and that she's like an adult in mind that they don't yeah. do anything gross in the movie yeah so well i mean they there is like that one kiss moment which is kind of fucking weird and it's like a split second mm-hmm. but it's weird um so according to what i've been able to read so far about the book and i'm hopefully this will become more clear as i like actually read the book um but i wanted to look it up and like understand it a little bit better for this discussion um claudia is in love with louis but Louis only sees her as a, as a child because of his sister. So one of the things in, in the movie, it's his daughter. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know why they, I don't know why they switched that. And it, and Rice did it. So I don't really know why they did that. But, um, his, his sister is like around her age when he has to leave her and be a vampire. Um, cause she's still alive and he like basically abandons her. And so, and him and Lestat live for probably like a good maybe five years before they meet Claudia. Um, but I feel like that timeline's a little weird in the movie too. All of the timelines um, feel a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I mean, just the nature of making a movie like this about mm-hmm. something that it's a little bit harder to like write that out. Um, but so when he meets Claudia, it's kind of like his second chance of like having that relationship with his sister kind of a thing. So he like views her the same way that he viewed her and I guess they like kind of look alike so it's for him 
too that weird. Would, it's it's yeah. like, yeah, it's super weird for him. And so he just like does not acknowledge it. But for her, she's like. In love. But also, yeah. But also like how unloved can she be? It's like he raised her, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And is the only thing she's ever known is the closest she's capable of getting with another person. So I feel like for her, it's also a little bit weird. <laughs> she just doesn't know. Yeah, right. Doesn't yeah. she doesn't find herself in that situation all that often? Yeah, because that's the other <laughs> thing, and this may be getting too deep into it, but so as much as they're like she's thirty in her brain, right? The amount of trauma that a child would have to go through from the age of her being able to be like through whatever like our puberty age would be, you know, like even me- just mentally, um, would be like developmentally. It, it would like hinder her a little bit you know she doesn't have the I mean well one she never went to school <laughs> but like just like the social there's stuff missing that she didn't get to go through because she didn't get to grow up essentially you know right. as much as she has like this eternal childhood she never had a childhood because it was filled with murder basically <laughs> and like these two people that are like kind of her parents but like not really like it's this weird thing that would definitely f- fuck you up and like hinder your development so as much as she would be like and also there's this weird sense of because she's a vampire and like time passes so much faster for them what do you, you know wait, no, what do you mean like it for them what's like a day to us is like seems like a minute in their time just because of how much time they experience because time is relative you know no so not like an i don't i so like i I don't know how to explain this i know i'm not i get i understand where your brain is going and that's not what i'm trying to say um so like i'm 21 Mm -hmm. and all of my life has been 21 years Whereas my mom is 53 and her life has been 53 years. And so my life is only like a third of hers. And so for me, everything I've ever known is 21 years and that feels like a long time. But for my mom, it's been so much more. So not like actually, it's just more like a yeah. Me- Does that make sense? Comparison yeah. Comparison kind of a thing. Yeah. And so for, for, for them, part of it is like, it makes sense that Louis would feel pain for so long and Lestat would be so against humans for so long and that it took 30 years for Claudia to realize that she was never going to grow up, you know, because they're a little bit, they have, that time takes longer, you know. So she might be mentally 30, but because she was turned so young, I feel like she would only be like maybe like what we would interpret as like 16 maybe right. kind of a thing does that make sense what i'm trying yeah, to say yeah no i get you um i know it's like weird but i i feel like just no when you were explaining when you first said the <laughs> sentence my mind was jumping to that opening scene with brad pitt just zooming around the house and i thought it was yeah. like that he just processes everything super fast you know or something like no, that no and that's not what i'm saying yeah that's yeah, what I, I'm saying that just like yeah. it compare because it's like relative to, you know, that it makes sense that they would it would process different for them. I don't know. I don't pretend to understand the psycho- the psychology of vampires, but I just enjoy them. <laughs> I've enjoyed them and I've dedicated a lot of my brain to 
space about them. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, I just think that there's that there's that's an interesting, a weird but interesting thing that I hope they talk about more in the book. And I like how the movie did it. Do you think it's odd that they never ended up making a sequel to this? Yeah, I mean, do you know about Queen of the Damned? No. So they made Queen of the Damned, which is the third book in the series, but is technically a sequel to this movie. It has none of the same characters or actors in it. It's just like another one of the Vampire Chronicle books. Um and it was like apparently really bad and like wasn't successful whatsoever and didn't have Tom Cruise and Rad Pitt in it. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Couldn't so sell tickets. They, yeah, and like why would you do that? Why wouldn't you try and include these like these guys in it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so they did make Oh, this looks awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is really bad. So <laughs> it's it's really bad. And it's like apparently similar-ish to the thing but um so yeah they made queen of the damned which is weird and it's the third book in the series and i don't really know how the movie compares but i heard it's a really bad adaption um one interesting thing though is that they are making this into a tv series currently are filming it and there's a cast out and everything do you know so, what that looks like no <laughs> i think it's just this movie so far no like i mean who's involved yeah i can look it up really quick i don't know off the top of my head mm. but they are, like have released the cast do they have already. um robert pattinson in it or no no <laughs> so amc greenlighted a tv series based on the novels in june 2021 it's an eight-part show and it's supposed to come out next year um, and they're thinking that if this is successful, they're going to adapt more of the novels into a series. Um, so it is going to include Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Lestat, and Queen of the, Queen of the Damned. Plus, she has two, she has, um, like a witch trilogy that's like in the same universe, so it might include that as well. Jacob Anderson, to play Louis, who is apparently in Game of Thrones. That's why I don't know um, <laughs> Yeah, Sam Reed, who is, is going to play Lestat, and he's an Australian actor, I guess. So far, some of these are people of color, which isn't good. And then I they, I heard they just found the person that's going to play Claudia, um, like, this month. So you said there were a couple of things that you were confused about. Yeah, now I'm trying to remember what they were. <laughs> I guess the biggest one isn't even the movie like the plot it's just the movie making like okay. how did they like make this green like get this green lit with these with this cast you know like that's weird how yeah. it like i get brad pitt because he was younger at the time and he hadn't worked with fincher yet and had his big breakout roles yet but this is one of them um but, like, Tom Cruise, like, just won an Oscar, like, for Rain Man, I think. Like, or is that Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, that was, never mind. But, like, being in, like, he was in a Best Picture winner in Rain Man, like, five years earlier. And he's been in films, like, as long as, you know, time with yeah. The Outsiders and everything like that. And it's just, I don't understand how he ever signed up for this, you know? Yeah, and... Part of it, so this time in 
and I don't know how much you know about Tom Cruise and like his Scientology and like his timeline of that as well. No. But um, this is the point where he's married to Nicole Kidman. And so um, that's like just when he started being a Scientologist. So this is like prime moldable Tom Cruise <laughs> and also like Tom Cruise pre bigotry. So makes sense that he do like a little bit of a gayer movie but also a lot of the, like the actual canonical like queer stuff that's in this movie they had to take out because he's a Scientologist um and just because it's 1994 so um and it's Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise <laughs> so I don't know it's super weird I agree it seems like it it is fake but it's real right and it's really good I, I saw a funny <laughs> review of this and it was would you believe me if i told you that this movie is about a gay vampire couple tom cruise and brad pitt struggling to raise their young lesbian vampire daughter kirsten dunst because i just watched this movie and i still don't believe it (laughs) (laughs) dude i love it i don't know it's like it's like twilight before twilight happened you know Mm -hmm. definitely inspired elements i'd imagine oh absolutely Yeah. yeah Well, there's, I mean, we were talking about it when we were watching this movie, like, there's so much that, like, even the Vampire Diaries has taken from this, like, it's just, like, the way that, I don't know, a lot of, like, the fundamentals of, like, how they explain vampires working and stuff is very, very similar to the Twilight and Vampire Diaries took from it. Yeah, it is (laughs) cool, though, like, like, George Lucas creating Star Wars or J.K. Rowling creating The Wizarding World. And then yeah. I don't—I already forgot the writer's name, but being able to create like this fourteen series, not like story. Yeah, and rice. Right of and like this in, really engaging world and like the production design is just insane, you know. And yeah. it's just crazy that like someone could think of not only a period piece, but how to incorporate vampires within them you know yeah and it's it's crazy too because not only is this a period piece but it's over many periods like one of the things i noticed that it's like super subtle but the amount of different like costume changes based on the period and like the way they change they have to change their hair and whatever for also for the men in particular it would be really hard to have long hair throughout every single one of these decades that he goes through like especially when he gets there's a scene um where him and claudia are dancing and all of the other men in the room have like short cropped hair it's like kind of like i want to say like 20s but i feel like that's wrong but and i'm like how does he like he would definitely be suspicious like that would be weird mm-hmm. you know? i don't get why he never he just even puts have it up, up or yeah anything. or in a hat yeah <laughs> yeah so well, he looks fantastic, mm-hmm. so why would he? Right. It's a great wig. If you would have had long hair, you could have gone as him for Halloween. Yeah, if only I had seen this before I donated it. <laughs> then I could have pushed it back. That'd be funny. I'd be, that'd be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it? <laughs> um, I like, I I think I appreciate it more than I like it. Um, like, yeah, I, that's Yeah, great. it's just like, as because, you know, I've never seen Twilight. I didn't grow up on the vampires or anything like that. This is just not my thing. Like, and I don't think you really expected it to be either. 
Um, no, but I expected Brad to be. Yeah, no, I love Brad in <laughs> this. Interest. He's really good. Um, it's just not one that I would personally pop on unless we were hanging out together. <laughs> uh, I think also, sorry, not to interrupt. No, it's, uh, that's I all think, I had to say. <laughs> like, speaking of, of like Brad and, and how well Brad and Tom Cruise did, Kristen Dunst is fantastic oh, yeah. in this movie. She's like 11 like, when they were filming actress, this. As a child actress, she yeah. kicked ass in this movie. Right. What's, it's a very impressive. When um the scene where she's freaking out at them when she's everything's like coming to light. Yeah. Um, like she steals the scene from both of those A-list actors. Yeah. Just insane. Um, yeah. No, she's phenomenal in this. Um, I don't. She like, I don't know how they were able to get that kind of a performance out of a kid you know uh, yeah um probably because she's talented that probably helps a little bit uh yeah. <laughs> that's a little yeah. bit <laughs> um but yeah i i am curious if it's the twilight fan in you that makes you like this movie or like what's the driving factor no for it you don't have no idea um i I wish I could answer that better. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. Um, I think part of it is, like, probably part of it Twilight, but I think a, a large part of it for, like, me personally is that, like, Twilight being such a large part of my childhood, like, seeing something with, like, even, I mean, in this movie is, like, queer baiting. It's not, like, in this movie. Not even shy about it, it yeah. Yeah. But it is in the book, which I feel like is so it's better. I don't know. Um, especially the scene with Armand is like, holy shit. Um, like, I don't even know if you would consider that baiting at this point. It just feels real. Um, <laughs> um, but I feel like for me, having that is kind of like coming full circle. If that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. like I, I don't know. Like, this is, <laughs> like, if you had this when you were a kid, you probably would have come out sooner kind of a thing. Yeah, or, like, it's just nice to, like, see things I was interested as in, in, in a, uh, interested as in a kid, like. More adult version of it. Yeah, and, like, something that still is, like, true to me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Also, I love Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise right. in this. It's just, I just think that everything, like, there's just a lot of interesting stuff about this movie. I'm... I'm kind of nerdy and I like the, like the book part of it, you know, and, and the story building part of it. I, the music's really interesting cause it's like they, they have like a composer come on and he composes all these pieces for each of the individual characters. And so it's like every time those stats on the screen, you hear this like, like, um, and even there's like a part, I, I feel like if you watched, I, like I watched it so many times at this point, like I just like started noticing other things like this, but like there's a, like when their the doorbell's ringing and like they're like oh it's the carriage and he goes out and answers it and like there's like really faint in the background like a like it's Lestat you know and like or like when he I don't know just small like noting that he's gonna enter soon kind of a thing like an um like Claudia has her own and like Lestat plays it on the piano a lot like his own thing and it's cool that they have these like pieces that are written for these characters for this specific story that are incorporated so well into not only like being played in the movie but also like the plot mm -hmm. definitely I don't know I th and I think that's cool because I like music I don't know 
So there's just like a lot of, also one thing about the, um, one thing I think is interesting that I just wanted to bring up is the way that they did the makeup for this movie. Um, they, they made them, cause it's 1994, they made them like sit upside down. So all the blood would rush to their head so they could trace where their veins were in their head wow. um, with the makeup so that it could actually look like real veins, like where their actual veins were in their face and stuff, which turned out really cool. But between that and how painful the contacts were to wear, Brad Pitt fucking hated, like he almost quit this movie because of it. Um, cause also that hurts like the blood rushing to your head thing. Do they do that every that day? What? Yeah. Wait, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Why not like just yeah. take a reference picture? I don't, uh, I don't know. Also because, also because there's so many easier ways to like find a vein now. Like you don't, mm-hmm. have to, I don't know. But it ended up turning out really cool. Brad Pitt hated it. Also, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise fucking hate each other from this movie. Oh, God, really? Yeah. And I think it's really funny, too, because, like, Tom Cruise will not talk about this movie. Really? But Brad Pitt will. Yeah. And it's funny because it's very... Part of the reason I think that their dynamic works so well in this movie is because both of them are so similar to their characters. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and their dynamic as well. Like, it's... I don't know. Tom Cruise is very much, like, kind of like i don't want to say selfish but like full of himself more whereas like you know brad pitt's more of a know. humble guy yeah and so it's like the way that they interact and the way that their characters are is very similar and like the first i want to say like maybe five pages of louis meeting lestat in the book is just him talking about how much he hates him like it's it's so funny i, I love it um, but it's it's funny to see how like that gets translated onto screen yeah. then because of like how they are. Did I ever tell you about um the when Brad Pitt was on like the red carpet for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like at the Oscars and whatnot? And so like all the reporters are just asking, like, what hey, why'd you come alone? Oh hey, what's up? And with that, and he's like, Oh, well, last time I came here with someone, uh, there were headlines about me dating my mother. So I decided not to do that. <laughs> um, which I, I don't know. I like that. I think I like that I he's. That. That's so. Funny. I like that he knows the lifestyle. It just just is chill about it, even though it kind of kind of sucks that he can't yeah. take anyone anywhere. Did so? Did you find like actual interviews with Brad talking about this though? I didn't watch any. Um, but like, if you look up. If you just look up, like, Interview with a Vampire, like, Brad Pitt, or, like, Interview with a Vampire. Interview, um, interviews of Interview with the Vampire. Or, like, any, I don't know, a lot of, like, the headlines are, like, about how <laughs> how he won't, um, like, it's, like, Brad Pitt talks about Interview with a Vampire, or it's, like, Tom Cruise shuns Interview with a Vampire. Like, it's a lot of, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. funny. I wonder why, where that came from, if it was just Brad Pitt or if it, like, there's more to it. Because he seems to be enjoying himself, like, in the role, too, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he, like, the Church of Scientology is, like, blatantly homophobic. They, like, do not support gay people. And so part of it is that, (laughs) I'm sure. But, um... So sometimes I don't know how to feel. Sometimes I don't know how to feel about Tom Cruise, I guess is all I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I really like this movie. I don't know if it's because of Twilight or what. <laughs> but I think between like 
the soundtrack and the uh, like the the music in general and I think that um, one thing that's really nice is like the transitional scenes specifically like when they're becoming vampires or like when they're dying or like I don't know they're 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 very realistic like there's right in the beginning when Brad Pitt gets turned into a vampire he's like laying on the ground and they show the shot of his face and it like turns into a vampire do you know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to remember. It goes from having blue eyes to green eyes, but it's like the most subtle, small change ever. It's not like a heat blanks and it's like a, mm-hmm. I don't know. They do it in a very nice, pleasing way, and I enjoyed that as well. Nice. I like Claudia's transition. Yeah, yeah, I remember hers, yeah. Yeah. With, and I like how she gets a perm. Yeah. What did you think of Armand? Antonio Baderas or... Yeah. yeah um i found that whole section just a weird turn of events um because i like every time that we had talked about this leading up to it i like i didn't know antonio was in this movie you know yeah yeah and part of me forgot that he was in this movie and then they kill off tom cruise and i just kept expecting him to keep coming back over and over and over again um which he did right but like (laughs) i didn't expect there to be a whole other storyline you know like i thought it was just gonna be the brad pitt tom cruise show the whole movie um so it caught me off guard but um but not like in a bad way it just i think that out of the two i think tom cruise is just the more interesting person to watch you know just because his character lends itself to that So, like, Brad Pitt carries it fine, but, like, I'm not, like, I just want the Tom Cruise show, you know? Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. What about Christian Slater? I like him. I like him a lot. And I've been watching, or, like, unintentionally watching a lot of more of his movies recently. Um, Like, I watched True Romance for the first time, uh, which is 1993. Um... And I was just, I was like looking it up just to see, I was like, what happened to this man? You know, cause he just like fell off and like, he's been in shit recently, but like, like this is genuinely his last good movie that like, he's like an what? actual part of, you know? Have you seen King Cobra? No. What the fuck is that? Oh my God. You got to watch that movie. It's so good. <laughs> he's the main character in that. I don't know. That's mm. good. He's like an older man in it, though. He's really good at that movie. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so this is his second last movie that he's like a relevant part in because, like, I know he's in the Austin Powers movies and or like just the first one. He is. Just the first one, like exactly. Who's he in that one? I don't know. I, what? I just see him in. The, I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, and he's in Zoolander too, and you know we both hated We Can Be Heroes, which is his most recent film. Oh my god, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's a cameo in Austin Powers. Oh, see, I've... Yeah, exactly. I, I don't get it. Oh my it. god, I did not even know this was him. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I really... I've always enjoyed him as an actor from the little bit that I've seen, so I'm just wondering, like, what happened? You know, like, where did he yeah. go? <laughs> um, I did find it, like, weird, though, like, the whole setup of the movie. Like... So, like, we're supposed to just, like, accept that he saw Brad Pitt on the street 
and then he just lucked out that he's like the only vampire in the world that's not gonna brutally murder him and just wants to talk yeah. for like two hours about his entire story um i don't know i thought the 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 driving force of the movie is a little weird but like i enjoyed the story that it told anyway so i didn't really care all that much much you know because like if that doesn't work out then we don't have a movie you know yeah i don't know and part of it too like um daniel moley which is the the interviewer is like like i said before he's like a constant character throughout like the rest of the series because the rest of it really is like his search for the other people and so it's almost like his setup movie which i think is interesting and kind of weird because like yeah. if you want to watch any more watch more of these characters like i feel like he's at the bottom of the list like i don't i don't think they intended to make a sequel of it though do you think it's weird that um the flashback kind of work against itself in a weird way to you at all like you're wondering like just kind of waiting for Tom Cruise and Kirsten Dunst to get killed off. I don't know. I definitely, I don't know about killed. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely felt something weird was going to happen. I don't know. I always felt like Claudia was going to die. Like it just seems, and I think part of that is like what they kind of explain that she seems like she wouldn't be able to survive on her own. You know, like it's just not something that can I mean, and it makes sense, like, straight up, like, having someone that presents as a child, like, they can't rent a house, they can't, you know, there's no way to... Function. Yeah, there's no, there's no way for that type of of a being to survive on their own, um, no matter how, like, old they are physically, you know? mentally, yeah. Yeah. Like, if they're being perceived as a child, they're just not going to have the rights and abilities that you need to function. Mm -hmm. And so... I don't know, it just seemed like something that was a ticking bomb, I guess. Especially the way it was introduced. Where they're like, basically, this is going to save, like, the like having a kid to save the, the marriage type of the deal. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that just felt like it was going to happen no matter what. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but, like, Lestat, I didn't really know what was going to happen with that. Yeah. I'm not, like... I found it weird how many times they kept bringing her (laughs) back. (laughs) Well, I think, so one of the biggest things that they go on in the book is that, like, the reason Louis sticks around Lestat is because Lestat is very specific about the details that he will tell him. Like, he goes out of his way not to inform him about stuff so that he can, he knows that he is only needed for information, you know? Um... And so one of the things that I think Lestat does is he doesn't really tell them how to, how he can kill them, you know, like how he doesn't tell Claudia a good way to kill like a vampire, you know? And so Claudia, by feeding him like dead blood, that's going to weaken him, but it's not going to kill him, you know? It's going to weaken him for a long, 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 long time, but it's not going to, like, fire and sun are the only things that can kill them. Mm-hmm. So, I think that um, it's Claudia's mistake of... of Trusting like, him? Well, no, just, 
not thinking about the fact that he's probably lying yeah well he didn't necessarily say that that would kill you he just said it would hurt you Mm. you know she didn't think about the fact that that that's not death you know she just kind of went for it (laughs) silly but i guess she i don't think she was trying to kill him i think she was trying to definitely was very creepy when he came back the first time on the piano yeah yeah I loved it. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie generally did have some thrills up its sleeve um, and yeah. some pretty spooky moments um, that I I don't know, like, how much... Because, like, when you hear the, the plot, you think it's, like, a gay rom-com more than horror. But, like, there's actual horror stuff in it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I think I thought it was a pleasant surprise that there was horror in the horror movie. Yeah. Well, like in the, the, I don't know, there's like some small jump scares every so often. Like the jump scare where when he first bites, like bites Brad Pitt, or I guess second time he bites Brad Pitt, like when he turns him, he like comes from the other side of the screen and that scared me at first. Oh, yeah. I like jumped from that. Yeah. And then, um... The second one that comes to mind is when they come and get Claudia and Louis and Madeline. Mm-hmm. And they, like, just kind of come from the back of the screen. Like, I feel like that was a jump scare. I don't know. Just small stuff like that, for sure. I feel like I just was like... Oh, yeah, and, like, when Lestat comes in the door. Just, yeah. <laughs> they did it. They were good with that, I thought. All right, what are you going to rate it? I'm at, like, a 7. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Nine and a half. Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Is this like top ten for you? Oh, yeah, I loved it. I, Bryce, I watched it five times. In the well, last I know, but like, I could watch Joe Dirt ten times. I love Joe Dirt. Well, I know, but I love Joe Dirt too, but like, I would, I don't, I would never give it above a seven at the moment. <laughs> Bryce, my... My 10 is a grown-ups. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? That means that movie's not worth a 10. <laughs> this isn't about what's good. It's about what I like. And I like this movie. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Wait. I don't know. I don't know. I'm overthinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I don't got much more to add this week okay uh so we can get all wrapped up and get out of here because i am beyond tired once again um well happy halloween happy halloween everybody we will be back next week with a not as spooky movie but i don't know we'll see what happens um okay carly where can i find you um you can find me rewatching this movie again or over on instagram at carly.bauer where can i find you bracey poo <laughs> Uh, you can find me convincing Carly to never call me that again, uh, or on Instagram <laughs> at Bryce Kelly Howe. <laughs> and with all of that said, there is no end scene. Go home. <laughs>